0: didn't know, tonight I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is the Standout 7. Over the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw the British economy flirt with disaster as the pound crashed, Liz Truss struggling on local radio, NASA creating a real-life Armageddon, the movie, not the catastrophic collapse of the world, although, and the death of a celebrity big brother, OG. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. It's been a hell of a three weeks for new Prime Minister Liz Truss, from a royal funeral to a mini-budget that almost crashed the economy. The measures announced last Friday that were intended to fuel growth included cutting the top rate of tax and funding it all through borrowing, and Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng was confident it was the right strategy when he spoke to Laura Kuzenberg on Sunday. What I'm focused on is uh, tax cuts uh, across the board. And that's why we brought forward uh, the 1p cut in the basic rate. Tuesday, however, saw things begin to unravel as the pound continued to plunge and banks paused mortgage products because of concerns over interest rates. Labour's shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves was pretty sure where the blame lay. The pound is now at an all-time low against the dollar, and that is not the same for other currencies including the euro, so there is something going on in the UK. It's not just dollar strength, there is a selling off of the pound and that was on the basis of the Chancellor's so-called mini-budget on Friday. By Wednesday afternoon, it was clear that the Bank of England's decision not to raise interest rates had caused a problem for pension funds and the whole economy was in real trouble. The International Monetary Fund also issued a warning and the bank had to launch an emergency bond buying programme to stabilise markets. Even then, the government continued to insist the tax cut was the key to growth. But Ben Zoranko, an economist at the Institute for Fiscal Studies, says the financial markets don't buy it. The government took a major gamble last week with its plant. It's effectively betting the house on growth and it's gambling that its package of tax cuts and some rather vague promised supply side reforms to the economy will deliver substantially higher growth and make the sums add up. With serious pressure on, the Chancellor still refused to change or retract them in budget despite calls from Labour to recall Parliament. And with new polling from YouGov showing Labour opening up a 33-point lead over the Tories, things are looking grim for the new leadership. Senior economist at the IPPR Centre for Economic Justice, Carsten Jung, says it's all self-inflicted. You know, the pound fell 4% on the day of the budget, not the day before when the Bank of England made their announcement. So it was clearly a response to the huge fiscal hole that the Chancellor's punching into public finances. As Britain's banking system floundered, the nation kept asking the same question. Where exactly is brand new Prime Minister Liz Truss? Well, on Thursday morning, she was all over local radio. In a poorly planned piece of media strategy, she lined up eight interviews with BBC local stations back to back, and it didn't go that well. First up, BBC Radio Leeds and presenter Reema Ahmed. The Bank of England has had to spend £65 billion to prop up the markets. Where have you been? Then there was a quick check-in at BBC Norfolk, where she couldn't answer questions about funding for the local hospital, and on to BBC Kent and Anna Cookson. And Lydia says, are you ashamed of what you've done, are you? Three down, five to go, and not going much better when asked about her own policy on BBC Nottingham. This is why we've taken action to make sure that people's bills are no more than £2,500. Well, that's just not true. It's a projected minimum for an average house. OK, maybe things will go better on BBC Bristol. Can you guarantee to my listeners this morning that their pensions are safe? Well, the Bank of England does a very, very good job on delivering financial stability. Oh, final chance. BBC Stokes got a question on mortgages. We're going to put, spend more in mortgage fees under what you've done based on the predictions than we would have saved with energy. I don't think anybody is arguing that we shouldn't have acted on energy. Friday saw Vladimir Putin formally sign the annexation of four regions of Ukraine into the Russian Federation, welcoming the new territories of Kherson, Zaporizhia, Donetsk and Luhansk. The annexation follows sham referenda that took place early in the week and produced 97 and 98% positive results. Vladimir was determined that the votes matter, however. Today's Kiev uh, authorities have to respect the expression of the will of these people. And this is the only path to peace. We will protect our land using all our uh, forces. His speech also took aim at the West, accusing Anglo-Saxons of sabotaging the Nord Stream pipeline and he referred to the US as the only nation to have used nuclear weapons and warned that they created a precedent. That'll certainly alarm NATO as the prospect of some kind of nuclear event appears to move closer. Putin did, however, suggest there was still room for peace talks, but not about the occupied territories. And we call upon Kiev regime to immediately cease all military actions and the war that they began back in 2014 and come back to the negotiation table. We are open to this. The response from the international community was swift, with the US moving to place new sanctions on a thousand Russian individuals and companies, while both Joe Biden and EU President Ursula von der Leyen warned the annexation would change nothing. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that the whole process of annexing other countries' territory is illegal. It is a dangerous escalation. It has no place in the modern world. It must not be accepted. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky, who met with his Security Council, announced that Ukraine will now accelerate their official membership application for NATO. He posted a video in which he and Ukrainian Prime Minister Denis Shmyhal formally signed an application. We are taking our defining step. We are signing Ukraine's application for accelerated accession to NATO. On Tuesday, Sakir Starmer set out his vision for Britain under a Labour government during his speech on the last day of the Labour Party conference. He promised a brighter economic future under his leadership whilst attacking the Conservatives' management of the UK economy. Starmer said Labour must build a fairer, greener and more dynamic nation. The Labour leader also unveiled plans to create a renewable energy giant. So we will set up Great British Energy within the first year of a Labour government. A new company... A new (laughs) conference, And best of all, he had a pledge that might make Britain breathe a little easier. And because it is right for jobs, because it is right for growth, because it is right for energy independence from tyrants like Putin, then yes, conference, great British energy will be publicly owned. Still to come on the standout 7, Hurricane Ian batters the US East Coast and we pay tribute to an original gangster right after this. The U.S. state of Florida has been battered by Category 4 hurricane, Ian. It's now thought to be the deadliest hurricane in Florida's history, with images of destroyed houses, boats and roads emerging. There's also an expectation there may be substantial loss of life as the floodwaters recede. The storm continues to move along the U.S. east coast, as the work to clean up and restore power to millions of homes is underway. There were incredible scenes of devastation across social media, including what appeared to be a shark in the flooded streets of Fort Myers and this astonishing lightning strike. Oh my god. Something- U.S. President Joe Biden attended a federal emergency management agency briefing on Thursday evening and pledged his continuing support. Well, we know many families are hurting, many, and our entire country hurts with them. My message to the people of Florida and the country is at times like this, America comes together. We're going to pull together as one team, as one America. A little further afield, in infinite space and time, NASA's been celebrating after they successfully smashed a spacecraft the size of a vending machine into an asteroid the size of Wembley, 7 million miles from Earth. And we have impacted a for humanity in the name of planetary defence. The collision was designed to test whether space rocks that might threaten Earth could be nudged safely out of the way. The Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART, is the first ever trial of a planetary defense system. The last image from the Collider showed the surface of the asteroid Dimorphos seconds before impact. Dr. Ralph Semmel spoke about NASA's DART mission at the wonderfully named Post Asteroid Impact News Briefing. For the first time, humanity has demonstrated the ability to autonomously target and alter the orbit of a celestial object. The death has been announced of rapper Coolio. He died at a friend's house in Los Angeles on Wednesday evening, aged 59. He won a Grammy for his hit Gangsters Paradise and had a number of hits, including See You When I Get There and Fantastic Voyage. He was part of the West Coast rap scene and tributes flowed in from Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice and more. He was also a star on Celebrity Brother in the UK, creating chaos in the house, particularly when Michelle Heaton told Tina Malone she looked like a famous movie character. Oh my God! You? The princess from Shrek. Oh <laughs> this is Oh my God! His biggest legacy, of course, will be Gangsters Paradise, which has clocked up over a billion views on YouTube. Rest in peace, Coolio. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realise there's nothing left Cos I've been blasting and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Dafto.